Hello, friends beyond and within the Milky Way. Welcome to my literary orbit. My name is Zoe DeVoe, and I will be this podcast's host. Strap in with a mug of your favorite drink, and let's discuss the planets of fiction. Today's topic is rather interesting, though slightly controversial. In this episode, I plan on discussing spirituality within the writing community, both how it has been introduced into the author's sphere, as well as spirituality-based methods you can use to improve your own writing. This will not delve heavily into topics of religion or personal beliefs. It will only share slight aspects of each, and my advice will more of a fall under the self-care sphere of spiritualism. Everyone, regardless of your practices, is accepted in this podcast. As I mentioned before, I'll be discussing different authors who applied spiritualist-based beliefs to their platforms of writing, diving into their methods and what they brought forth to our community. Then I will give my own advice. This advice falls under five categories. These five categories are yoga, meditation, essential oils and herbs, DIY, nature-based inspirational altars, and rituals to put you into a productive and creative mindset. Before I continue on with the podcast content, I will go over the celestial word of the day. Today's divine word is ephemeral. Ephemeral means to last briefly. Other synonyms include temporary and fleeting. Here is a sentence I wrote using ephemeral. Their time together was ephemeral, a blissful summer week soon devoured by their diverging futures. Now, on to the first part of today's topic. One of the first people who I've seen that has mentioned the topic of spirituality within the writing community is my favorite author tuber, Kristen Martin. These comments are less prominent on her popular YouTube channel and moreover on her podcast, That Smart Hustle, which covers broader topics than her regular videos. Mentions of spirituality have most recently occurred in episode 62, How to Listen for Divine Guidance, episode 58, Lunar Abundance, and episode 44, How to Co-Create with the Universe. Another author and close friend of Kristen Martin, who makes spirituality a prominent part of her writing journey, is Natalia Lay. My favorite author's and spirituality video from her is Yoga for Writers, collab with Annie North, which will be used as a guideline for the yoga portion of this episode. Throughout my time on Twitter, Instagram, and social media as a whole, I've come across numerous other authors who practice Christianity, Islam, Jewism, Wicca, and a plethora of other individualized religions and practices. Wicca, for those of you who don't know, is an eclectic, nature-based religion surrounding the use of a variety of patrons, astrology, the elements of earth, fire, air, and water, and other similar practices. I actually used to practice Wicca for a decent amount of time. Now that you have an understanding of the use of spirituality within the writing community, I'll discuss what spiritual practices I have learned from the author community and my own experience and how they can be used for the benefit of your writing. First, I will be covering yoga. Yoga is an extremely beneficial practice for everyone. It can be both relaxing and vigorous, and either way, 
you get the benefit of being more centered and mindful of your body. I know as a writer that I tend to have my head up in the clouds, unraveling story threads without much thought of my physical presence. That is why yoga is so important. What I have found that works best for me is the use of slow, grounding poses. This includes down dog, where you are on all fours, your heels pressed against the mat, and your hips raised up. My favorite is child's pose, where you bend your knees and push your hips back, your forehead pressed against the mat, and your arms extended forward. Another good thing to focus on, due to hours spent hunched over a laptop, is our poses that focus on your hands and back. Natalia Lay covers a variety of different hands and back poses in her own yoga video. I like doing a seated twist and to counter stretch my wrists by putting my wrists against each other, my hands pushed together and facing down. For better visuals, you can head over to Natalia Lay's video, which will be linked down below in the description, along with all the other source materials I use. You can also Google the names of the poses I mentioned. Another practice closely intertwined with a sense of physical presence is meditation. Meditation can help you be more observant, which is a crucial skill all authors need to develop. Writing is based on the nuances of life, the minute quirks of others and your surroundings. Also, as I mentioned before, writers tend to be flighty, Trapped in a constant tornado of ideas, unhinged by the need for sleep and responsibility of other obligations. Though I have heard many mentions of meditative apps and poses, what I have found that has best worked for me is to lie on the ground and either listen to nothing, calming music, or a guided meditative video on YouTube. I'll link a couple of options down below in the description. I also plan on making some meditation-based recordings through my podcast, most likely through another mini-series. The lifestyle improvements found through essential oils and herbs are no form of pseudoscience. WebMD discusses their benefits and what you need to be cautious of in an article titled, Essential Oils Promise Help, But Beware the Risks. They discuss how the use of essential oils has spanned centuries and how their recent renewal in popularity has caused them to be used in hospitals and clinics for nausea, stress relief, and bed sores. However, you have to be careful where you buy your essential oils from. I use and highly recommend Young Living, though it can be expensive. When looking into different essential oil companies, Keep an eye out for these things according to essential oil haven. Are the essential oils 100% pure without any additives? Are the essential oils independently tested? How long has the company been running? How accessible is their customer service? What price are the essential oils being sold at? Also, with any oil you use, look at how it should be used and what groups are at risk of injury. Never use an oil if you are pregnant or use an oil on small children without the approval of a doctor. Here are my top three essential oils for writers. Peppermint oil helps increase your energy with a scent identical to the ones you pop into your mouth. Because of this, it is a great productivity booster and perfect for writing sprints and marathons. It also helps with headaches 
which are huge deterrents from writing and back pain as well. Another good energy-boosting essential oil and herb is rosemary. Rosemary is my favorite herb and the first one I began growing. It is also thought to improve mental performance, especially with memory and concentration. Finally, I recommend lavender. Lavender is more calming than the other two oils I mentioned, perfect for soothing an anxious-filled brain paralyzed by the notion of writing. It helps with restlessness, which tends to lead to overthinking, as well as headaches. It can be used for pain, making it good for both your back and hand cramps. My practice of the Wiccan faith has inspired these last two options. However, it is not at all limited to that one religion, and even if you are not religious, such as myself right now, you can use the tips I have under these two categories. An altar, for me, is a visual representation of something I want to manifest, a physical model of something that is not or cannot yet be tangible. It is very similar to a vision board, except it incorporates your other senses alongside your sight, including your sense of touch and smell. You can make a general altar of things that inspire your writing as a whole, or you can specifically hone it into a current project, setting, or character. Your altar can also focus on specifically honoring someone important to you, such as a religious figure or celebrity, who you can draw inspiration from as your muse. You can also make up your own muse, an idealized version of you or someone to mentor you. Finally, I'm going to share with you some ideas I have for rituals which can help put you into a creative mindset. These rituals should focus less on the actions themselves and more what they mean to you and if they suit your personal schedule. This ritual should be something that you are able to do daily, a routine which, over time, will train your brain to associate those actions with writing and being a creative, artistic person. One of the easiest rituals that you can use can be found in my favorite Word Nerds video by Megan, which, of course, is linked down below in the description. In the video, she tells the viewers her routine as a newly emerged full-time author, discussing how, before she writes, she reads an excerpt of Edgar Allan Poe. You can do something similar, citing a favorite quote, a Bible verse, or any other piece of literature to spark inspiration. I hope, from this day forth, to read one of Box Fox's 100 Beautiful Sentences as a way to boost my creativity. If you have more time on your hands, or you have a special time you use to recharge, may it be a day of the week or a day of the month, you can do something more thorough. I personally enjoy the use of candles, stones, and self-made mantras which can be read aloud like poetry. I prefer these more in-depth rituals to occur at a special time of the year, during a full or new moon, or the equinox. I also like to incorporate the use of colors as symbolism, for the different goals I wish to set. For instance, to me, white represents purity, green represents material wealth, and yellow represents vibrancy and emotional vitality. I hope you enjoyed my first full-length episode on the interconnected nature of spirituality and the creative writing process, 
and that you can incorporate some of these tips to your authorly routine. You can find me on my website at zoedevoe.com or my email zoedevoe at gmail.com. Today's prompt of the day is to write something down that inspires you. Do this in pen so you can't go back and erase things. It does not matter why this thing inspires you. If it sparks your creativity, jot it down. Trust your judgment, and once you have compiled this list, seek out physical representations of your inspiration. Do your best to repurpose everyday objects over buying something new and specific. If you are at a loss for what inspires you, browse a thrift store and pick up what catches your eye. You may exit my orbit now, writer. See you again when the clock strikes 12.